Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Really glad to have on the program Barbara Comstock. She is a longtime regular on the Price of Business. Love having her on the program. She is a show favorite, a personal favorite. She brings such a wealth of information and background to every single pro, uh, episode, including her work as a member of Congress. She is a member of the Virginia legislature. She was a congressional aide and was a senior official in the Justice Department. So you bring a lot of experience. And, and plus, uh, lots of times, uh, Barbara, you have spent in uh, the House chamber uh, listen, listening to States of the Union. <laughs> So you've got a lot of experience when it comes to these things. Welcome back to the program. Good to be with you. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, President's State of the Union. Um, what was your What was your sense of that? What were your What was What were your expectations? Let, let's start with that going into it. Well, you know, you you still have a dynamic where both parties are actually pretty unpopular, right? Um, you know, the president's numbers are underwater, but so are those of Congress, uh, both the Republican House and, you know, Democrat Senate. So, you know, they, they both have their challenges. Actually, the only people who have really good political numbers are governors in, in, in both parties in the states. So, you know, mm-hmm. you had challenges going in, and uh, but you also had, you know, uh, Joe Biden did have some things to brag about because he had some bipartisan accomplishments, a lot of which got done last year, and he had just gotten some good unemployment numbers. You know, recently gas prices have gone down, inflation is going down. You know, some numbers were going in the right direction. But you have this, you know, divided government, a divided Congress, and, you know, things are, you know, are not uh, going well. So, very low expectations and uh those low expectations uh were not exceeded <laughs> um but i think you know if you look yeah if you look at the polls this morning um joe biden uh exceeded uh expectations by a lot got very high marks on his speech and i think that is largely for two reasons um one he did focus sort of on a unity agenda things um, sort of mostly domestic, focusing on things like fentanyl, mental health, veterans issues, uh, cancer moonshot, um, you know, highlighting his infrastructure bill, you know, uh, the chip bill, bringing manufacturing back, a lot of the successes that he had done on a bipartisan basis, you know, briefly talking about the Ukraine issues, you know, some discussion of the border. But I think the second big reason he got such high marks it's because he kind of had a lot of energy, um, was kind of parrying with the, you know, the miscreants and the bad behavior Republicans that were heckling him. And he, you know, really did a good job kind of going back and forth with them and the misbehavior of the Republicans that Kevin McCarthy said was not going to happen. And he was shushing them from the dais to not engage in that behavior. And they looked so childish and ridiculous that that gave uh, Joe Biden, you know, uh, good good material to work with, and it made him look like the grown-up in the room. And he ended up staying, I think, in uh, the chamber 
for a good, uh, boy, I think a half hour, 45 minutes or longer, just talking to everybody, going around, slapping everyone on the back, I think, because he felt pretty good. And then those polls came out um, afterwards in this morning saying he got good marks. And I think, once again, Republicans kind of shot themselves in the foot, learning nothing from November, that these uh, you know, these bad faces, you know, the Marjorie Greens, the Lauren Boberts, these ones who just can't, help themselves, they want to be the faces of the party, and they are the worst faces of the party. I mean, she was dressed up like Cruella DeVille last night, kept standing and jeering, <laughs> looked like she was the, you know, New Jersey housewives ready to throw down and uh, uh, just uh, looked absolutely horrendous, yeah. uh, you know, attacking the president. And then, you know, this morning you wake up and you have the, uh, you know, Wonderful President Zelensky over in West, you know, Westminster Abbey making the speech, you know, very serious speech asking for the help of the British Parliament. And it's, you know, and summoning, you know, Churchill and having everything so serious. And you think, uh, okay, there's, there's a serious, uh, you know, uh, speech going on and people taking politics very serious, and you have Republicans not looking serious because of a few very unserious people. Mm -hmm. So until we get this clown car of people uh, sushed away, (laughs) um, you know, I mean, Kevin, to his credit, you know, told the people in the conference that morning, that morning, yesterday morning, behave yourself, don't do that, and these uh, buffoons cannot help themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a lot there. I'm not sure if we're going to have enough time to unbox it all. <laughs> that was a good summary of, of the whole situation. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I think I give, uh, I, I give Biden, even though he, you know, you know the old Samuel Clemens, uh, Mark Twain uh, saying there's lies, damnable lies, and statistics. Um, you know, we saw some of that, of course, with the president's speech. Um, you know, but in the balance, first of all, I think he's probably one of his best speeches I've ever heard him deliver. Was you, you know he's never been known as being a great speaker in my opinion. That was a good speech, uh, and I think he did a really good job. And of course, uh, uh, some of the conservative media were hyper focused on some of his flubs. He's going to make flubs. Frankly, it seems like everyone makes flubs. Him more than most. I, I admit that. <laughs> but uh, I think in the balance, he was a good speech, and he did look like the adult. I thought I thought that McCarthy did a very good job of being civil and polite and, and uh, applaud appropriately and, and uh, showed restraint and frankly handled that, that role better than Pelosi, who decided to have her own show behind, uh, behind uh, Trump whenever he spoke. But I know he's an easy target. He's hard, hard not to probably act the way she did, but I thought he did a good job. But, yeah, the, the, the Republicans, just, they really do look like a clown show. I like the, I like the clown, clown show uh, analogy a lot. I think that that uh, I think most people, particularly with no stake in the game, those are the ones I'm most interested in, right? Because it seems like Republicans are total apologists for for many of these crazies, and Democrats are for their crazies. I think the average American looked at, at Republican behavior and thought, "What? What is going on here?" Um, one time, one time I saw McCarthy really kind of roll his eyes was in the you know was in the job creation engine of the Biden administration where the reality is 
is that yes, some jobs have been created, largely through policies that have already been implemented before he got there, but we have, uh, you know, not have had nearly a, the, the uh, growth that he um, that he's boasted about. And I think it was a little bit of that show game, a little smoke and screen in some of that. And I was really not happy or, or with the way he kind of downplayed inflation, the most raging inflation we've seen since the 80s. Talk about those two points. Oh, sure. No, I mean, listen, I, I think because a lot of, and, and over the next two years, because a lot of the Democrat more extreme policies that we have talked about, you know, whether it's the antitrust policies of Biden that I, you know, and Democrats that I don't support, actually the bipartisan antitrust policies that uh, we've talked about before that I don't support that he did touch on last night that I don't expect will pass, didn't get a lot of attention, but um, and they are, uh, you know, in net choice that I, I do work with, did uh, highlight them and put some uh, comments out on them. And, um, you know, um, American antitrust law is currently designed to protect consumers. And, you know, he's attacked that. Um, but, uh, you, know, you know, what he wants to do would harm that. So, uh, no, I mean, he, uh, you know, fortunately, many of the... Um, things that uh, will keep continuing to create jobs or policies that uh, were already in place. So, you know, he's there, so he gets to keep claiming credit for it. And actually, it's policies that Republicans did put in place. So, yes, that might be frustrating to Republicans. Ironically, some Republicans want to get rid of those very policies, too. But, uh, you know, so that's a little frustrating, um, you know, on, on parts of both parties. But, um you know the uh, um, you know the other thing uh, that he talked about though that you know did kind of, Republicans who were uh, kind of a foil for him when he said you know we're not going to touch um, Social Security or Medicare you know Republican leadership has been saying that but unfortunately you do have uh, people like uh, Senator Rick Scott um, others who in the past but not so recent past, Senator Rick Scott said it, um, you know, last, in the past couple of years, that we should sunset programs um, and, and re, uh, you know, and re-up them if you still want them. And so, you know, Joe Biden did mention that. And um, when Republicans jeered that, he said, hey, you know, I'll show you where you said that. And then he said, okay, if, if you're with me now, then good, we all agree. We're not going to touch Social Security or Medicare. And then you know, he kind of had to get everyone to agree with him, which was a great, you know, that was a great moment for him. Everyone kind of had to stand in fear for Joe Biden saying, we're not going to touch Social Security or Medicare. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you know, that was something that he kind of, you know, stuck it to the Republicans on. And that was where the Marjorie Greens and, uh, and, and her ilk really gave him that moment. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the facts are there that there have been some Republicans who say they want to do that, and, they're, and they still are out there talking about it. Now, you know, the reality is, you know, there, there are some issues where you have, you know, you have to talk about how are we going to shore up Social Security and what are we going to do uh, to make sure it, it remains solvent. And, uh, you know, and, I mean, that is a discussion that both parties um, need to have. But, you know, nobody wants to harm Social Security or medical, and Medicare. And, 
And certainly Republican leadership has been saying that. So I know that certainly was frustrating to them in that moment. So for, you know, the Marjorie Greens to jeer at that very moment was a, a bad moment for Republicans. Yeah, not particularly strategic-minded, uh, I, I think. Uh, you know, and, and I think one of his primary objectives, I've got to watch my pronouns. I'm sorry? No, I mean, this, these guys are all about performance. They don't care. She'll use it to fundraise today. She doesn't care that it hurts the party, that it hurts their agenda, certainly, um, you know, hurts uh, those who are running in swing districts. Um, who will be associated with her likes, um, you know, they don't get that it's people like her that lost uh, Republicans a lot of those swing seats. You yeah, know, absolutely. So what a- yesterday, I'll point out that, uh, you know, last night, uh, while all this was going on, uh, re- Democrats gained, uh, for the first time in a while, in Pennsylvania, uh, the state house, And uh, Marjorie Greene, was, well, unfortunately, Kevin McCarthy brought her to a big event uh, last year in Pennsylvania to a swing state in a swing district. Um, so that's state we lost, and the swing district he brought her to was also lost. And last night, uh, that the state house was lost. So Marjorie Greene yeah. in the state of Pennsylvania was a big loser, and her kind of politics does not go well in a swing state like Pennsylvania. And now we've lost all across Pennsylvania thanks to people like Marjorie Green. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Fixing have to uh, start wrap, wrapping up. Uh, I think his primary, his being uh, Joe Biden's primary objective really was to address this uh, idea that he's done so little that the American people believe in surveys, so roughly 35% saying he has accomplished very little. Truth is, to be honest, he did a lot, much of which I don't like. Uh, but, he, you know, if, if action is a measure of success, he had a lot of action and under very daunting circumstances. And so I think it was a good, a good day for a good night for him. And I think that, you know, I largely agree with your assessment on that. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if this becomes a teachable moment for Republicans. And I do believe that McCarthy's trying to uh, I think he's trying to navigate a tight and difficult term with where his party has become. I mean, it's it's really a mess. And uh, ultimately, I think he's trying to navigate it. And uh, he's, got a, he's got his hands full. Uh, Barbara Comstock, always love having you on the show. Final thoughts? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll direct you, you know, on the policy front, on the tech front, uh, what Biden did bring up that, uh, of course, I, I don't think are good ideas and and actually, I don't think we'll probably go very far. And certainly some of the tax increases he talked about, which also I don't think uh, will get very far. Um, and a lot of the basic Republican economic policies that, that, you know, that Biden doesn't like that, you know, probably, um, you know, a lot of us still like to have in place. Um, uh, Netchoice.org. Um, uh, you can read some of that, that that takes a look at some of the policy analysis that we didn't really get to address. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, and, you know, my view is, is there's a lot on the policy front covered on many different fronts. I'm glad we kind of took this approach. and It was kind of a broad sweep and, of course, always time-limited. Um, Barbara, always love having you on. Thanks so much for being with us. 
Great to be with you. Look forward to our next chat. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.